What's up, guys? Sabbatical teachings. I think this is episode five. I believe it is. And you might hear some background noise. I, I almost guarantee you will hear some background noise because I am in my car waiting for it to warm up. And I live in Michigan and it is February. So we are just now, I believe, on the tail end of a quote snowstorm or winter storm, as some have called it, snowmageddon. Um, my wife is uh, very critical about this. She she has issues with people that complain about the snow or panic, and and I have to agree with her. I think that you know our our, our media and and all these different outlets that we have to get news and information do a very good job at inciting uh, unneeded and unnecessary panic in people. Um, and the weather is uh, is not uh, immune to that as well as many people were fearful of the snowstorm. Um, and because of everything, even the language that's used and how they, um, I guess, you know, forecast the weather that's coming, you know, it's almost like these individuals are wanting Pulitzer Prizes for, for writing the forecast. I mean, some very, very descriptive and, um, I don't know, some Armageddon-like language that they use for snowstorms. And we live in Michigan, and it's February, so we're going to get snow. So I definitely agree with my wife. I also, you know, refrain to the other side as well. Or you got to be cautious. You got to be smart how you drive. Don't just drive out there like, you know, you don't have any senses and you've never driven in snow before either. So, um, but anyways, I, I just wanted to jump on here while I'm in my car and I haven't made an episode in a couple days. I think the last one I made was last weekend, possibly. Um, but this is one that, that is based around, I guess, something that I'm going to actually be doing here locally or kind of um, you know, we're in the, the, the grassroots part of it, the beginning stages of it, where I'm going to go around to some local businesses um, and do kind of an evangelistic um, outreach message um, to some, some, uh, some individuals, some people, the community, whatever the case may be. So I'm not going to um, focus on going to necessarily uh, churches um, or, or um, just Christian places. I'm also going to uh, plant myself in what we would call secular places as well. Preaching on the Good Samaritan, the parable of the Good Samaritan out of um, Luke chapter 10. And, you know, one of the things that I try to stress, you guys have heard me talk about in past um, podcast episodes, is the significance of teaching the Word of God and understanding the Word of God to properly teach the Word of God. Now, I once again will go into this in saying that I do not know everything. I do not claim it. One of the beautiful things that I will say as I've grown and matured is, is instead of feeling guilty for not knowing something, I rejoice and give the Lord glory and thanks that he has revealed something to me through his word. And that I'm able to understand my heart and my mind has been quickened um, to the meaning of, of what it is his word is saying. And it is so fruitful, um, so meaningful for me. It is, it is convicting discerns my heart, all those things. So it, this is the emphasis though, of, of what I'm wanting to do. And, and part of this and me speaking and teaching this parable is I want to break down what the purpose of a parable is. So I'm going to devote a section of this message to that because I think even when we look at the parables that Jesus taught, we can easily start to put our own spin on what's going on or we want to sit there and, and once again, a thing that I've heard people do I've done it myself um, in the past was, well, what does this text mean to you? What does it mean to me? What is it, what is it when I read it over and over again, what, it, was it, what is it trying to say to me? And what I want people to understand when they read their Bible is, is that the text has an objective meaning, something that is concrete 
that is contextual when you consider the author, the audience, the times, and through the Holy Spirit and His quickening of your heart and mind, He will give you proper application to how that text applies to your understanding and your learning as well as a Christian. So that is vital and it is very important for people to understand. So with that being said, when you look at the parables that are spoken, I want to teach as well in in giving this the purpose of a parable or the characteristics of a parable. And I had this little um, section or chunk that I had um, found and pulled up um, from a website that I really loved the breakdown of it because I wanted to make sure for the sake of time that I was pretty concise with what I said. But to read to you guys this, this characteristics of a parable, it says, Parables are typically brief and symmetrical. Points are presented in twos or threes using an economy of words. So numerous words, unnecessary details, they're left out. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit, especially about this parable. The settings in the story are taken from ordinary life. Figures of speech are common and used in context for ease of understanding. For example, a discourse about a shepherd and his sheep would make hearers think, of God and his people because of Old Testament references to those pictures. Parables often incorporate elements of surprise and exaggeration. They are taught in such an interesting and compelling manner that the listener cannot escape the truth in it. Parables ask listeners to make judgments on the events of the story. As a result, listeners must make similar judgments in their own lives. They force, key word, they force the listener to make a decision or come to a moment of truth. Not a moment of opinion, but a moment of truth. Typically, parables leave no room for gray area. So this is not a, a uh, I think it's this, I think it, it is a, this is what is being taught and what is being said. The listener is forced to see the truth in concrete rather than abstract pictures. So the word that I, I want you guys to emphasize here is objective. That when Jesus is teaching through use of parables... He is using it in a way to make it understandable for us in context, applicable for us in learning, but also in a manner, in a way to where we cannot deny what is being told or taught to us. And when we look at the parable of the Good Samaritan, an example I want to give you, and and real quick, I even heard a pastor once say that parables are meant to incite response. So you listen to the parable, you, you take it in, you understand it, you're convicted, And now it should elicit a response or change of course or behavior in your life as a Christian. Okay? And this is what Jesus is doing here even with the parable of the Good Samaritan. I'm not going to go into the sermon here, but this is a highly misunderstood parable. Because we hear in the world today when people use the word, oh, it's, you know, being a good Samaritan, a good person, love your neighbor, all those things. The, The purpose of this parable, okay, is to really lay out for you and I this love that we are called to give, which we are incapable of giving. And that is the sub-story or the sub-lining or the subtext of this, this message I'm going to give is um, a story of, of incapable love. But one of the things that I've heard with people when it comes to parable uses is I've heard people say they try to put all the symbolism and they try to, to put in details into the parable to try to give Um, meet to their position on why they think the parable means what it means. And we can't do that when it comes to our understanding and our readings of parables. As I just read, unnecessary details are left out, and they're left out for a reason. Why is that? Because it's a story. It didn't happen. Okay, so this is important. 
This is viable for us to understand. So I've heard people talk about, you know, you have the priest, you have the, the, the Levite, and then you have the Samaritan, okay? The three individuals that come across the man on the path, the man that's been beaten by robbers and left for dead. You've heard people sit there and try to give some, some imagery, some, some symbolism to who these characters are and all of that stuff, or even maybe where their minds were at and the reason why, let's say, why the priest and, and um, the Levite um, walked by the man, okay, but the Samaritan didn't. Maybe they were thinking this, that, this, or that. And uh, as a pastor once said, Pastor uh, John MacArthur, he goes, we can't think like that because it didn't happen. It's a story. So individuals that are in a parable, in a story, don't have thoughts. And Jesus, for a purpose and a reason, did not expound on these unnecessary details. So we got to be careful to not let our minds wander outside of what is trying to be taught here. And this is why a lot of the times parables are misunderstood in the Bible, such as the parable of the good Samaritan. So I just wanted to make this message for you, make this this episode for you guys, because I want you guys once again to, to go to the Word, understand the author, understand the, the audience, understand the times, look up the meanings when you're looking at, at contextually what was going on back then. All these things are important. And, and even something that I think is overlooked as well is, is um, Jesus's um, Jewish heritage. The, the concept and the, the play on him being Jewish is vital to understanding a lot of what he teaches in the Bible. And we can sidestep that or just think that it's something we don't need to worry about when in actuality the, the nuggets that are in Scripture there give us a, a whole nother um, revelatory meaning on what is being spoken about, which then actually aligns itself with the rest of scriptures or passages that maybe we didn't think made sense. And that's what hermeneutics is. Scripture defends scripture. It, 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 it validates. It doesn't nullify. It doesn't contradict itself. So hopefully you guys find this fruitful. Um, once again, I, I look forward to uh, bringing this message to the community I'm hoping to edify those who believe in Christ, but also have Christ reveal himself to those who yet believe in him. So um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. God bless.